This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN. And you're listening to One Night Stand. And you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Hey, c'est condition ça qui t'est passé. Just One Night Stand. Avant toute bagaille t'est commencé. One Night Stand. Pas pensé que c'est ton stand. This is One Night Stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. What up, Night Nation? It's FAU Game Week, big away game, still staying in the state of Florida. On today's show, we recap the heartbreaking, or I guess it wasn't heartbreaking, but just very, very sad uh, revenge game loss versus Louisville. Do a little preview of the FAU game, go over some you know games throughout the rest of college football, and always Money Moose Picks, Moose Mailbag. Speaking of, I'm here with... Money Moo, UCF clashed with the Cardinals from Louisville as Isaiah Bowser rumbled into the end zone from two yards for the first watch, first score. There was five winners. Are we giving out five gift cards? Yeah, let's do it. We got to, right? Duh. All right, Congratulations to Corey Altieri, UCF Recruiting News, Joe Del Grippo, Night Reaper, and D-Rob for your correct guesses. DM me for details on your $25 gift card to First Watch. The Knights were up 14-7 at the half and seemed to be keeping Louisville in check when Malik Cunningham scampered up the sideline for a 43-yard touchdown run, and the Knights' offense couldn't get going in the final two quarters. Final score, Louisville 20, Knights 14. Man, I'll tell you what. I can't remember a game where we started off like seemingly looking so good and then it just was a complete 180 like night and day difference I mean you know the first two drive or first three drives touchdown and obviously we let Louisville score punt and then another touchdown but it seemed like we were moving the ball at will and then you know punt miss field goal with the uh touchdown call back to Richardson six more punts I mean it was just obviously the those two callback touchdowns were really, really hurtful, but they also like seemed to adjust against us, and we just could not figure it out after that on offense. Uh, Moo, what are your overall thoughts from this game? Yeah, I mean, Louisville made uh, the right adjustments. They knew our situation at quarterback. Um, John Rice Plumley still trying to, you know, figure out the passing game. Um, and they kind of stacked the box and dared us to pass. So we did, and yeah, that's what happened. And they uh, also they also brought pressure too. It felt like they were bringing like extra guys every time, and we just couldn't seem to handle it. Our offensive line, um, it just kind of felt like it started to spiral out of control. He had no time to throw. They were stuffing the run, and uh, like you said, like they adjusted really well, and we just couldn't do anything back. Yeah, the two massive touchdowns uh, called back, really two perfect plays um, that you'd really like to have at least one back because then we probably would have won from Javon Baker and Johnny Richardson. I would have liked to see Johnny get a little bit more involved in the run game. Yeah, he is involved in the pass game, but I feel like again for the second week in a row like something is not right with isaiah bowser just my opinion 
he just doesn't look as explosive as he did last year. Um, I don't know if he's yeah. like fully healthy or what, but it just it doesn't seem like the Boise State him or the UF game him. You yeah, know? I, I I don't know about that, but I agree. We got to get the ball in Richardson's hands more. Like every time he touches the ball, it's always a big gain. I it's nothing against Bowser or anything like that. They're just two completely different players, and I mean that one. I don't know about the holding on that touchdown. I tried watching the replay, and I. I couldn't tell. It might have been. But the other touchdown that was called back to Baker, uh, it was on the, I think it was the right tackle. It looks like nothing. I watched the replay a bunch of times, and it was a complete BS call. But, you know, that's football. And at the end of the day, we still had so many chances to win that game and couldn't close it out, even with the penalties, obviously, that, that really hurt us. But, you know, on the other side of the ball, I mean, the defense, the defense played – really 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 well I mean there was that one you know to start off the game the Louisville drive where it was like oh crap like we, we're not gonna stop him again it's gonna be like last year and then after that besides that one big um Cunningham run that you mentioned before that was it I mean the defense yeah, they really they really, really well. couldn't do anything on offense besides you know the first drive we adjusted and then you know like you said that one really good run and that's and that was know, pretty much it and Cunningham's gonna be good for one of those I mean again like just like last year he was by far their leading rusher I mean that's what he's gonna do but but we contained him pretty well um if we lo- I thought if we lost this game it was gonna be you know another high scoring one I did not see it happening this way I thought you know if we if we can score at least uh 20 points or whatever we we win or sorry <laughs> If you told me we were going to hold Louisville to 20 points, I would have said guaranteed win if you asked me before the game. And instead, it was just, I don't know what happened. But, uh, you know, uh, we're still undefeated in the conference. So, you know, no reason to fret. That's always kind of the goal. We're never going to go undefeated. But uh, anything else from that game? Uh, A couple other notes I had, just a couple good things. I mean, Javon Baker is just a stud. That guy is really, really good, and, and we're lucky to have him. Um, what what other notes or takeaways did you have? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Uh, kind of alluded to this last week that I think he's our wide receiver one, and he he made it he made it seem like it again. Uh, just some other different things, you know. John Rice Palmy, he's out there trying, man. Like the a few things that I took away was like he he is trying so hard to to be a quarterback like pass the ball and they were daring him to pass and I'm telling you like he had two maybe three uh different plays in the second in the second half where if he would have tucked it and ran he'd still be running yeah and he stuck to his guns and tried to throw and it's like dude we know who you are Like you're not a pocket passer. You're not, you know, the best quarterback in the world. It's just the the last play of the game too. play to your strengths. He could have ran for like 20 yards on the very last play and just tried to throw it. But I, you know, I don't, I don't put the loss on him at all. I mean, that's an all all around team loss, but you know, I agree. And you know, this is only his second start in like four years or whatever. So I'd like to think he's going to get more adjusted and, we're really going to start to find more rhythm on offense and playing at FAU this week, I think will be a good opportunity to do that. Yeah. 
I just hate the, you know, the internet overreacts to like literally everything. Oh, first week. Oh, John Rice pulling me Heisman. Second week. <laughs> oh, they're calling for his head. Like, I know. Give me a grip. He's not as good as we thought he was in the first game. He's not as bad as we thought he was in the second game. Like, he's still a very talented quarterback. I think the st- the ceiling is still extremely high. Definitely. The schedule, you know, is somewhat in our favor with home games um, and some easier opponents. Like, you take a look at what the goals are for the season. Number one is to win the conference. Number two is to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. It's like if you don't do either, you're on a collision course for the Gasparilla Bowl again. So it's like it's a hundred or nothing, you know? Yeah. And look, I mean, uh, an MY6 Bowl, look, we got spoiled. Uh, Those are very, very difficult to do. I mean, you pretty much have to run the table or just have one not so bad loss and have some luck in your favor. But let's be real. The, the, The main goal is a conference championship. If we can get to the conference championship game, that's considered a good season in my opinion. Um, obviously, when we're in a bigger conference, we'll get a little bit of a better bowl game as a consolation prize, so that'll be cool. But conference championship's the goal. That goal has not been affected by this loss at all. We are still no. undefeated in the conference. So as demoralizing and as upsetting as this loss was, especially because it's like a game we should have won, for the second time in a row, second year in a row, playing this team, um, it sucks, but it really has no effect on the rest of the season. So we kind of just have to pretend like it didn't happen and move forward. And um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I guess one other thing, too. So much Obarski slander. Look, I get it. I mean, he missed a short kick, and I was just tweeting about, you know, how he's 19 for 23, under 40 yards, whatever, and he missed it. But We talked about this. But here's We're the like, thing. okay, dude, I got it. Like, we looked at his career stats. Just don't – if it's over 40 yards, don't kick. This was, Go for it. This was under. under 40 yards. He's, like, almost automatic. So then when he pulls – when he's trotting out there, I'm, like, looking at the yard line. I'm like, okay, under 40 yards. Yeah. Right down the middle – it's done. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> and, over. And then, I know you said that it's not the slander, and I'm not slandering the guy, but your job is to kick a field goal. Okay, how many field goals did we see missed in the NFL Week One this season? A lot. The Colts. The Colts just waived their starting kicker. It was one game. One game. He missed yeah. two kicks, and you're done. Like. This is the standard for kickers, dude. It's like you're either perfect or you're not. So I know it's really, really hard. But at the same time, like, you only have one job. And it's not like he missed one kick. This this is the whole career. We haven't had a good kicker since Matty Wright. No, I know. Like, Look, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, like, don't don't say mean things about, like, obviously he will admit that he has not done his job well. But... People are saying like some really mean shit, and it's like, you think he's missing him on purpose? I think if there's anyone in the world who wants Obarski to do well, like the number one person is probably him himself. Like he has to actually deal with this stuff. So like, I get it. Like, and I think we, you know, maybe we should make a kicker change, but don't be mean to him online. Like people are tagging him and stuff, and it's like, no, you think he yeah, wants to I miss mean, it on purpose? Like, way... come on, man. That's way beyond the line. Like, no one wants to make these kicks. No fan wants him to make these kicks more than he actually wants to make him himself. Like, he's trying his best. He just hasn't been that good. I, There's nothing you can say, but there's no reason to 
to to to hate on him like like some of the stuff we've seen. Um, you can't possibly trot out there again. You can't. Well, I don't. That's I mean, it. I don't. I, I, I either is he like faith. the best? He must be the world's best practice kicker. Is like the only thing I can think of, right? Because at this point, I mean, we have another kicker, right? I think we have two. I don't know. I don't know. But moving on um, to another terrible part of our game, the the other half of the special teams. Can I just say the punter? Eight punts in this game, right? That's probably the most we've punted since 2015. Yeah. Some stat guy, check that. I already know it's true. Anyway, how do you only average like 37 yards on a punt? Yes. I feel like 40 is like, okay, if you don't hit 40, like you shouldn't be a college punter. And it's not like, it's not like we had, he was like, you know, we're doing like coffin corner or whatever thing. Like a lot of them, he could kick it as far as he wanted. Like he wasn't dealing with the end zone yeah, or anything like that. Never. And I feel like the guy, the return guy was already short and he was always running forward. Yeah. It just pisses me off. Like you could be flipping the field on a lot of these things. Like. Again, yeah. one job. You punt. It's been the starting punter. It's going on his third year. We can't find somebody else. I thought Colton Boomer, but I think he might be hurt or something. I don't know. But again, like I said, I mean, it's not like you sh- these guys are trying to do bad. I mean, they're doing their best, obviously. I, I don't know. I it, it Honestly, it was just like the perfect storm of bad decisions and outcomes that possibly could have happened. Then you look at the interception in the end zone where Javon Bate. I watched that replay like four times. Like I think he, so the, the Louisville guy had it coming down, but Baker looks like he took it from him on the ground and then the guy snatched it back. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, the way they kept showing the replay in the stadium, everyone was like, really pissed that they didn't call it a touchdown but he was the first know. guy I, with the ball in his hands as they hit the ground and then the guy took it back from him but yeah i don't know i think since it was called an interception on the field a little harder to overturn yeah. but anyway they like, said play stands on the replay he holds on to the ball and we're, we're talking about a win it was an awful know? throw though it, it just doesn't matter it, yeah i know like i said we had everything aside that we're complaining about we still had opportunities to win you know um, it's kind of like the Broncos last night. Like you could be like, "Oh, they shouldn't have kicked the sixty-four yard field goal, whatever." But they had so many other opportunities. It's not like you can blame the kicker or the coach for making that call. Like they fumbled twice on the goal line. They had so many other opportunities, and uh, you know we just didn't capitalize on them. But that's okay. I mean, you know, it's better than getting blown out, I guess. Where you really have nothing to, yeah. Like there's no silver lining. It's just like, oh, <laughs> we suck. Like they're better than us. So, I don't know. And you know, like I said, we're still undefeated in the conference, and uh, we're we're just gonna keep getting better. So, not really uh, much else we can say or do, I guess. So now we're going on to this week where we go down to Boca, playing as Florida Atlantic. Moose favorite away game. Willie Taggart, former USF head coach. Was he the coach? Was he the coach when we played them in nineteen? Uh, I don't know. Let me. I'll. I'll look it up. Keep going. No, it's a. He wasn't. Oh, so this it's is a little year. Willie revenge. Yeah. Oh, and you remember what he did to us in the twenty sixteen USF UCF game. Like two seconds left, he was already up seventeen. All they had to he do like was not snap the ball. Play. Yep. 
to make us lose the freaking spread, the spread. lost like three hundred dollars. Yeah, I I remember anyway. that distinctly because the spread was like thirteen. I think we were down ten. <laughs> I remember. I hate Willie, Willie Taggart. Big loser energy. This guy. He's got to hate. Doesn't us even too. have a winning. Doesn't even have a winning record in his coaching career. He's sixty-seven and seventy-four. I feel like if you're a college head head coach with that many wins and losses, like you're still. I, you're still a head coach somewhere, so you probably, you know, should have a pretty decent record. No, well, he's his first year head coaching at Western Kentucky was two and ten. First year coaching at USF also two and ten. Um, so yeah, he's that, a loser. that's a, that's a lot to uh to you know it's a big hole to dig out of. So anyway, uh, Nikosi Perry, Miami transfer, so far lighting it up. Nine touchdowns, only two picks. Uh, and what do you know, a mobile quarterback. So not really looking forward to that. Oh. FAU, so far, they've covered both of their home games fairly easily. They played Charlotte, were a seven-point favorite, one by 30. And Southeast Louisiana, 12-point favorite, one by 33. Uh, their only loss was on the road at Ohio. So, so far, a little home cooking has been pretty good for FAU, although I... Uh, plan to see a lot of UCF Knights in the stands. Again, get there early due to FAU's incompetence of getting people into the game on time. <laughs> you had like two security guards for a sold-out game, which I just saw the game is close to selling out again. Hopefully it's you know close to a 50-50 ratio like last time. Um, well, they've had three years to fix it, so I have utmost faith that they probably have not. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, just doing a little uh, digging into FAU. So far, their defense looks like their run defense is pretty stout. Not good for us. They have a really bad secondary. Again, so my keys to the game, I think they're going to do what Louisville did. You know, They're stout on the run. They're going to stack the box. They're going to force us to pass again. And we'll see how will John Rice Palmy adjust. What yeah. do you think? I I don't know, man. It's like, you know, what what are we going to see? Are we going to see the team? And I know it's like two way different opponents, but like the SC State type team or last week. I I think we, you know, we continue to improve on offense. Um, you know, I, I think this is a it's a good time to play this team. Um, I don't know about the spread, though. It's quite a bit. I think it's what, minus nine? So it opened at minus 10. Uh, my power rankings had us uh, UCF at minus 11 and a half. It's since been bet down to nine. Um, ah. It's pretty thin betting right now. So the line's moving a lot. Hasn't been a ton of action. Once you get closer to like Friday and even Saturday afternoon, since this is a night game, uh, you'll have a little bit better understanding, but I would say this is a no touch. The now move. that we're all homeless and carless <laughs> and um, childless, I money lines minus three thirty five. I might just bet on that. I mean, I know the payout sucks, but the spread can't lose. Yeah, we can't. We can't lose, man. <laughs> Actually, I, I won't even get into that. Like <laughs> you thought, the uproar was bad after the Louisville game. No, there's no way we're. We're just so we're our roster is just so much more talented than that, and uh, I'm not worried at all. 
Unfortunately, I can't make it to the game. I have uh, the bachelor party that I mentioned, so I'll be in New Orleans. But, you know, we call that um, advanced scouting. I'm going to, you know, check out New Orleans. So when everyone goes there for the Tulane game, I can let everyone know, you know, where to go, where not to go. But uh, definitely it seems like a lot of Knights are traveling to that game. And like you said, it's a night game, which is pretty cool. Uh, Lots to do over there on the East Coast. Um, One other thing I forgot to mention before. What did you think about the uh, the night mode jerseys? I thought we looked awesome, uh, you know, last Friday. Yeah, I thought we looked great. Um, it, <laughs> nothing really else to say about it. Like the product Stadium. on the field, not the best, yeah. but uh, the 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 with the, I think the gold helmets with the all black, like it's a nice. It, it really makes it. Yeah, and um, you know, stadium experience. I haven't been to the bounce house obviously since Boise state last year, which has been a little bit. Um, I enjoyed, uh, the alcohol at the stadium had one beer since I tailgated a lot. Uh, (laughs) so (laughs) it really wasn't that big of a deal. Still got my Jeremiah's, um, cool to see that, you know, I actually didn't sit in my normal seats last year because I sat with you and, uh, the whole like extended family that somehow like has every seat circling mine is still <laughs> still all there. It's like kind of cool. Like the little kids are like all grown up now. Because so, besides that, I haven't been to one since 2019. So oh yeah, it's kind of funny. I don't understand like how I feel like I'm I'm a part of this family or like really intrusive. Like somehow <laughs> the, <laughs> the the like four seats in front of me. And the two to the only people that aren't related are the two people to my right, which I feel really bad. These two people to my right, like, so there's a fence, like, between my section is split, like, down the middle. Yeah. Cause, like, the families of the players sit uh, on one side and then I'm in, like, the other. But between my two seats, there's two other seats. And I kind of feel bad because, like, these are the same people that have been there for years and they like never stand for the game. You can't ever hear them cheer. Like I turn around and give them a high five and it's like a lackluster. Like, I don't understand why they haven't moved to like a quieter section or anything. I mean, <laughs> because first of all, are there quiet sections though? Not really. I, I guess know, like probably the fan- club or something probably- like higher up. I don't know. Yeah, but they don't seem to care that much either. Are they even it's, UCF fans, or are they just like... Yeah, yeah, no, they're UCF They're just like fans. the... Uh, what's the meme of the uh, the guy that wears the NFL hat? Uh, I know you know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. The actor guy. <laughs> yeah. The neutral guy. Like, are they just like general Rob football... Yeah, Rob yeah. Lowe. <laughs> general, general football, football fans, fan. or like they're... UC- All right, so they wear UCF stuff, at least. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's got, you know, different but ways like, to everyone react. Everyone to the left, everyone in front, and everyone behind is like all one giant family. And like somehow they didn't get these four seats like in the middle. <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> it's a little odd, but anyway. Um, they're no, they're all nice people. But yeah, I I still I don't think even you know when I do upgrade eventually, you know when my daughter is able to start going to games, like I don't think I'm ever gonna sell these two seats because. Just being that close and like, especially next to the families and where the team runs out and it's being awesome. on the shade side, like, and they're cheap. It, 
it's and a, they're cheap. Yeah, it's like, like perfect it, storm. It's the value that hasn't been discovered yet. Uh, no, so anyway, no, I just wanted to talk a little bit about stadium experience. Oh. Packed house, too, by the way. I really enjoyed that. Uh, just the little tippy-top edges of the corners were a little sparse. But other than that, it was pretty freaking full. Yeah, it was. And it was loud, man. It was, it was loud. I feel like the energy kind of started to go away like after just you know six or seven six or seven drives of punts yeah i know uh it's tough to keep keep the energy up um all right now it's time for our favorite segment money moves picks of the week one and one last week again with a big win from memphis easily over navy you know it's great when the game and you know all of your predictions and stuff go exactly as planned, I told you Memphis gonna gash them with the pass. They did. Seth Hennigan went crazy. Uh, Navy couldn't do jack. Uh, big big win for Memphis. And then you know there was of course the first ever loss against the spread for UCF when I picked them. Oh. Complete and utter shock. I had yeah. all the faith in the world that even the first quarter, like, you know, 14 7, like, yeah, moving I was the like, ball. We got, we got like, this in the bag. Yeah. And uh, I was even holding out for a little overtime action, too, you know, with the uh, Obarski could have made it 20 to 17. And then he may, may have made it, you know, we wouldn't have had to go for it on fourth down. But anyway. Uh, oh, I didn't even yeah, think of just, that. Like the repercussions of the missed. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. It it all came down to that guy, that Louisville fan at Island Wing. <laughs> Dude. When he came up to us and just said, oh, you guys are going to smoke us. No, like, so I he, knew he, right then it was a mole planted and they was going to rug us. That guy, he, I swear. So I bet a bunch of money on like all the Gabe Davis overs for the Thursday night football game, Bills, Rams, and won a ton of money. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to roll all this into UCF. But I didn't right away. And then this guy comes up to us at Island Wings. And at first, he's just asking, like, where to tailgate. He's, like, confused about everything. And I was like, by the way, like, how do you feel about this game? He's like, dude, you guys are going to smoke us. We just got smoked by Syracuse. It's not even that good. We're on a short week. I mean, pretty much the same spiel that you gave last week as to why we should bet on UCF. But we were hearing it from a diehard Louisville fan. And when that guy walked away, I'm like, dude, bet the house. So I bet all the Gabe Davis money. Didn't even think twice. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty sad outcome to that. But hey, you know, you can't, can't say perfect forever. And uh, seven and one with the money move blessing is, you know, better than six and two or anything less than that. So all right, but the show goes on. So season standings so far in this young season, we're two and two. But I got two more big winners coming for you. Very big surprise, by the way. I always talk about the UCF spread before, kind of did a little bit earlier. But anyway. Uh, what are you betting against us? No, never. <laughs> the, the line is nine. Uh, again, my line, it should be like 11 and a half. Not big enough to place a bet, but again, I want to just 
put some for fun, of course. I think the under uh, under sixty one. I see it be being my like guess. twenty eight to three or something. You know, at, I mean, Florida Atlantic's averaging like fifty points a game, so. Yeah, but we, I mean, they can't be as good as Louisville, and we just, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Know. We'll see. But anyway, it's a no touch for me. So, back to the picks. Number one, it's going to have you questioning. I'm taking no. Nebraska. Oh. Plus 11 and a half against Oklahoma. What did I just say? Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, just fired old Scotty, Scotty Frost. Dylan Gabriel hasn't really looked super impressive uh, against Kent State. And shit, who did they play? Oh, you. I mean, five. Hasn't really looked that impressive against Kent State and UTEP. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Not terrible. 70% completion. Again, this is what he does, dude. He. He whips up on the bad teams, but then he goes on the road and. Oh, yeah. I remember Tulsa, Cincinnati, et cetera. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nebraska sucks. And I don't know. They're going to be fired up, I think, after Frost leaving. I, that sucks. It's at home. Frost leaving. I f- just feel like they, this is one of those lines that they put out there for like. Oh, man, you know, some public better guy. Oh, man, Oklahoma. Oh, Scott Frost they just got fired. They're not going to be motivated. Only 11 and a half. Bet the house on Oklahoma. That's exactly what they want you to think. Yeah. So I'm going with the contrarian bet. Nebraska plus 11 and a half. Take it. I like that pick. Um, I hope your next pick is what I think it might be. And I have no hints. I'm just, I know the game's next week. So let, let's hear it. It's probably not because this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tell me after. But anyway, yeah, well. <laughs> the next one, I'm going to go with Texas A&M minus five and a half against Miami. Oh. Look, I think I'm like 0-7 all time on picking Miami. <laughs> Dude, against so bad. The spread. <laughs> Miami, fraud again. Look, they've only beat – they think they're back because they whooped up on Bethune-Cookman and had a slow start, honestly, against Southern Miss. Both games at home. A&M battle-tested. Got the loss out of the way at the beginning of the season. They know how the college football playoff works. This line would have been 14-plus if they didn't lose to App State. They're not going to lose two in a row at home. Miami, on the road, not tested at all. Uh, the old 2-0 and after beating two sucky teams, we're back. I could see this as a mega, mega blowout. But Texas A&M, only five and a half. I mean, they've had like the number one or two recruiting class for like the last three or four years. If anything, they're going to win on talent alone. But they A&M. just lost to Appalachian State. Big. Appalachian State is good, man. They almost beat UNC. Uh, I like Appalachian State. Yeah, anyway, me too. But I mean, you. I mean, they don't. They probably they caught him napping. They yeah. caught him napping, and yeah. they're up now. It's a wait. It's and a wake up for gets, A&M. Guess who get? Guess who gets to uh, eat a little bit of the pie now? It's Miami. Big, right. big A and M win here. 
I, I see it as like A and M wins by twenty one. I could see that happening after this bad loss. Like you know, they were the the their practices this week were rough. You know, they were they were definitely going hard on them. Um, I like that pick. Uh, no, the one I the one I thought was um. You know, USF's playing at Florida. Oh yeah, Florida after a tough <laughs> no. loss. <laughs> I was gonna. I was honestly thinking about picking UF, but Dude, you thought I was gonna pick USF. No, I thought you were gonna pick UF. Like you know, oh. you're a little, a little UF. You know, Homer kinda. And uh, so I thought about it, but the last couple times that I've watched Florida, like covering big spreads, is not one of their specialties. Like. I think I took them last year against FAU when it was like the first game or something and it was only 17. Like FAU kind of hung around and then at the end yeah, ended up like backdooring. Like 24 and a half is too much. I can see uh, USF, they're so freaking bad. But they're, That's I just what I'm feel saying, like they're going to catch, they're gonna catch somebody. How Freaking Howard hung they're with gonna them. They're catch somebody. Like till the end of the third quarter, the game was 21-14. USF over Howard, like Howard hung with them for three of the four yeah. quarters of this I, game. I mean, if they can somehow like sprinkle some fairy dust and beat UF, like oh oh, <laughs> I don't know. Should we be rooting for that? Ooh, I don't know. That's... Can they both lose? This would be bad. Like... Nah, I don't know. I mean, all right, USF sucks. That's been that's that's like straight fact, not opinion. So the Gators losing to them. Would be better because USF would still suck, but the Gators lost to them, so they lost to a sucky team. See, I, I don't know. That would be like demoralizing. <laughs> Lose at home as a twenty-four point favorite. There's yeah, no I way. I think uh, I don't know. Twenty-four points is a lot. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm probably not. I think they're that. gonna come back mad because I don't think the Gators are. That's as what good I'm as... saying. That's why I thought you were gonna pick them. Like they, yeah. I think they're a good team. And, you know, they played a good Kentucky team, and it was a tough loss, but I think they're going to come back pissed off and just absolutely smoke this terrible yeah. USF team. Yeah, well, I mean, they could win by 24 and absolutely smoke them. And not cover it, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's too much. Didn't like it. I didn't like it as much as A&M or Nebraska, so. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, well, that makes sense. Glad we talked about it. Um, All right, let's recap the picks real quick. We're going to take Nebraska plus 11.5 against Oklahoma and Texas A&M minus 5.5 against Miami. Let's, Let's get, get that, that money. money. All right. Last up, Moose Mailbag, where we answer everyone's questions. Thank you, as always, for your submissions. If you have a second right now, please, uh, you know, Subscribe, rate, and review. It takes like two seconds on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Helps us out. Helps us pop up higher in search, and uh, you know we get more gift cards and stuff to give away. Um, lots of questions this week. We tr- we'll try not to take too long on any of them, but as you guys know, I love to ramble. Um, first one from Golden Knight Two. His question is: Do you think Gus missed on the transfer portal this season? The people he brought in on offense either underperform or didn't crack the depth chart. Well, I mean, you could look at it that way, or you could look at just, you know, he brought some people in to kind of compete, and the people that we actually recruited ended up winning out. Yep. that That's know, how I look at I, it. I agree. It's like a glass half full thing. And, you know, it's just like 
transfers are just like recruits. Like they're not all going to hit. Some of them have just kind of already peaked. Um, you know, I think JRP, I mean, he's the starting quarterback, so I wouldn't consider that a bust. And if you look at Baker, um, you know, some of the other skill guys and, um, you know, Jason Walter Johnson, Yates, my well, boy. Jason Johnson too. I mean, yeah, no. And you know, honestly, it's too early to overreact. I mean, I would say the one guy would be Terrence Lewis, the linebacker, because he already like quit. But besides that, I mean, you know, um, like you said, if they didn't win their starting job at their position, that's just because our own guys are really good. So it's kind of a win-win that way. This next question is from Retro Night Time Machine. I'd love to hear what your guys' opinions are about the state of the program. We go and have a quarterback that hasn't played in two years in that position. Gus has had talent in the past, but he's been willing to go after suspect character guys, and I think we're seeing some of that. I don't think those are like separate things because JRP is like the opposite of a suspect character guy, right? Yeah, I think this is like a two-part question. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Again, I, you know, I think Gus and the coaching staff made what they thought was the best decision at quarterback. I don't know if the game would have been any different if Mikey was. I, I'd like to say it would be. Nothing against JRP. I'd like to think that, I don't know, Mikey would have come in and did well just because I like Mikey. But, you know, we just got to trust these guys. And we're only two games in. I mean, it's tough. JRP has shown shown flashes of greatness. And, uh, you know, obviously last game wasn't the best, but he's still, you know, we're still one of those two stupid holding penalties don't happen and we win that game. Uh, so I think it's, it's too early to overreact. As far as the suspect character... Who cares? These are kids. I mean, a lot of them get in trouble. Uh, I get in trouble. You know, that's we're just people. So, you know, if they've got talent and the talent outweighs the character suspicion or whatever, then screw it. I don't care. I just want to win. That's all that matters. Um, all right. Next one. Todd Thrasher. Why did Frosty fail at Nebraska while hype is succeeding in Tennessee? Just the opposite of how most night fans would have predicted. Wow, very good question there, Todd. Um, you know, I don't know. It could be a little bit of the cr- recruiting. Uh, it's hard to recruit people to Nebraska. It just is. And you say, hey, we're in the SEC, and automatically everybody's ears perk up with Tennessee. Um, I mean, we saw what hype was. It's a lot of flash, a lot of deep balls. Um is he really having that much success though with like he was handed a talent, you know, there was always talent on Tennessee. It's just like, they never really could get it together because they're always in trouble. Yeah. Um, but you know, but let, they also- let's see him, let's see him actually compete for an sec title. Like I, I wouldn't really say that he's succeeding. I, I would consider it more frost as, like way way underperforming <laughs> what i thought what anybody thought he was gonna do yeah i mean you know the thing is with hype is he came in there the first year and i think won like nine games or whatever he won which is way far exceeded his expectations in his first year being in the sec they they have tougher opponents i mean the nebraska nebraska's in the the big Ten west which is kind of a joke and you know he still couldn't make a bowl game and I don't know what it was because you just, I mean, you ask him that question and I'm trying to answer it and it's like, 
I would have bet anything that Frost would have been at least above average. And it's like, I think they won or they lost like the most one score games or the highest percentage of one score games over the last two years. I think it was like they lost like 12 out of 13. It was just insane. So yeah, some of that's I mean, a luck. lot of that is bad luck. Too. Some of that's luck, but some of it's coaching too. You know, when, when you have the same results over time, it's not just luck over a period of time. It's, it has to do something with coaching and you know, there's a lot of rumors about some other stuff that was going on distractions. I don't know, but um, yeah, you're right. It, just asking this question was funny because it's like, whoa, you know, you're right. If if I had to bet on something, it would have been, I would have bet the house on Frost doing well. But I don't know. Hypo's just getting started, and those Tennessee donors have a lot of money. Uh, you know, talked about it before. They paid eight million to some number one quarterback recruit that's coming in. So I think the future is bright for them. You know, it's cool to see former UCF guys do well. Uh. You know, no hard feelings. The past is the past, and uh, thankful for what he did for us. So, you have anything to add? Not really. Um, do I want him back? If it was like <laughs> a complete dumpster fire right now, yeah, but I don't think we are. So, yeah. If I mean, hey, say if Gus left, if we still took, had hypo, would I want him back? Hell yeah. And if if Gus left and like took all the staff with him, I'd say bring him back. Screw it. I mean, hey. Yeah. It, it, oh, didn't, I would. it didn't go bad the first time. I think the biggest difference is I think he he thought he could recruit better at Nebraska, and I don't think he just could. I don't think anyone wants to go there. Like it's not it's not a fun. Like Knoxville is a cool town. It's a cool college town. There's a lot of stuff to do. It's just it's Nebraska is just Nebraska. I think the days of of them being good or, or gone. But you know what? I'm sure some other coach will come in there and do well, and we'll be like, oh, I guess Frost was the problem. Who knows? All right. Um, next one, you're up. Next question is from Matthew Smith. Any thoughts on the depth at wide receiver? Losing O'Keefe during the game and Kobe Hudson's lingering issue make it seem like we don't have as much depth as I thought we would. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Kobe Hudson and, you know, He's a transfer. Javon Baker, uh, also a transfer. And those guys stepped in. There's still a lot of talent, I think, behind them. And it doesn't seem like the receiver talent had anything to do with us not winning that game. You know, I, I know there's talented guys. Um, I, what's the guy with the ankle, too? I think his number is 17. Um, Jalen Griffin? No. Damn. I'll just cut guy this out. Guy with the ankle. He hurt his ankle. We talked about it with uh, oh. Brandon in the scrimmage. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it just doesn't seem like the receiver depth really has anything to do with our troubles. Like, There's not a bunch of mistakes. Uh, I saw a couple drops. That's normal, I think, for any game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. And yeah, I think Kobe Hudson's going to be back anyway. Yeah. Wide receiver is not a top four issue on this none team. of the skill positions the offensive skill positions are never uh i don't think ever an issue for ucf they haven't been since frost got here all right next question from colby keating after watching the first two games is it me or does our offensive play calling seem repetitive feels like a lot of short pass plays slash no variety i'd have to agree colby i really would because i i I just feel like every run with Bowser is straight up the middle. 
which okay yeah I, I understand he's a he's a downhill runner and that's what we need you know the two three yards to make it second manageable or pick up a third and short but I I'm kind of starting to catch on to not really liking the way that the play calling is going and we haven't really discussed this a lot since Heupel uh I don't remember last year really complaining about the play calls. Do you? I remember you complaining about it, but... A little bit. But um, I, I just feel like it is, like I, you said, it's it's very vanilla so far. It's like, you have the talent. You have the playmakers. Like, where are my big slants? Like, where's Javon Baker in the middle of the field? Like, open this thing up, you know? Design run... How many design runs were for John Rice Fumbley? Hmm... I don't know. It seemed like a decent amount. But, look, I agree. I Here's the thing. It's like, and again, this is re- really where we need squints in to talk about this because a lot of the time, you know, if they're playing a certain defense, you you ha- you it kind of limits the playbook. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that's the case, but I'm saying it could be. I do know that, you know, I'm glad you brought up Hypo because I remember it was – Four wide receivers, one running back, no tight end. Like the same formation and actually the same plays over and over. And when I picture Gus's offense now, at least we have motion and variety in the formations and stuff. And they're even if it's the same personnel, they're lining up different. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, the play calling is great when it works. Same play calling when we're not scoring. Everyone's going to say sucks, but it might actually be the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? It just seems repetitive because it's not working. I don't know. The one thing I would say is we got to get Richardson involved more. I mean, just plain and simple. Uh, yeah, I think he should be maybe equal in carries to Bowser. Or, you know, if Bowser's doing well, then he can have more carries. But, you know, he's averaging like three yards a carry, and Richardson's averaging eight or nine. It's like, let's give the ball to Richardson a little bit more. Can't hurt. So, Dude, I've been saying this on the preview I know, show. I know. Unleash Johnny. I know. Man. All right. Let's uh let's wrap up these last few. You're up. Next question is from Steve George. Two first names like that. What is your go to drink for tailgating? Ooh, I'm um I mean I'm just a high noon or white claw guy. You know, tailgating outside in the sun. Can't go wrong. It's cold, refreshing. Mix in a bunch of waters, obviously, but uh that's kind of my go to. Or that um we're at this. Uh, we're at this catered tailgate, um, which is awesome. Three uh, MG, shout out to Boozos for inviting us. Very, very nice. But they had this awesome bartender. His name's Dre, and he made me. I forget what he called it. Like the, the night or something like that. I don't know. It was like a citrusy grapefruit tequila thing with some kind of fruit. It was awesome. Um, so, not really the best. So you're answer a big to that. fruity guy. Sounds like. Yeah, I am a big fruity guy. I like it. You know. If I had to get my go-to beer is like a Blue Moon or a Shock Top. Uh, I like the fruit. So what about you, Moo? Favorite uh, tailgate drink? I've been kind of seltered out lately. Uh, I don't know why. I guess they just make us try them all for work, and there's like a thousand. There's some you've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah. And uh, No, I mean, I like, I'm just a simple, for tailgate at least, I'm a simple ultra guy. But uh, ultra gold. Been kind of liking that. 
a little organic action. Oh, all right. I don't know why. It just like it has like a better flavor than Ultra. You know, like something other yeah. than just water. Just just a little <laughs> just a flavor. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I like Ultra Gold. If you've never had it, it's pretty good. I have, and it is good. You gave me some samples when you guys first got it. All right, last couple questions. Steve George again. Given performance versus Louisville, what are your guys' revised win-loss records for UCF for the year? Great question. Uh, look, if I had to base it off of last game, I, I'm and seeing now, you know, some of the teams that will be playing, I probably have to dial it back to maybe like a 10 and two. Um, I still think, you know, the road tests for us at East Carolina is going to be very tough. And then Cincinnati and SMU at home, I think the worst case scenario could be another eight and four year for us. Um, isn't it 13 games? Or is that with the conference championship? I always get this much. Oh, yeah, stupid it's hurricane. It's only 12. Okay. 13 would be with the conference championship. 14 would be. Okay. I was getting muddled up because we lost so many hurricane games that like our records are always off. Um, I mean, I don't. It's like, what, what do I want versus what do I think? I don't know. I mean, I could see us losing one of these next two and then like really ramping it up and going like, you know, eight and one or seven and one in the conference or whatever. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with 10 and two. I think that's fair. All right. Solid. Yeah. I don't know. I, and no, no real reason why I don't know. It's, It's just, I'm so biased. Like I also, if we went like seven and six, I wouldn't be surprised. Not, I'm not, saying i think that's gonna happen but like i would not be surprised and uh you know while we're talking about this it's gonna be tough next year in the big 12 so it takes yeah. it takes time to, to build a program it takes time to build up a program our recruiting's really stepping up but you know we just can't ex- we shouldn't be shocked by losses like the louisville game i guess is my point like it happens, man. We're building something here. You know, Frost was six and seven in his first year. Gus kind of overperformed, but man, we could have lost a lot of those games last season. So in my mind, last season, it felt like we were like a seven and six team, even though we won a couple more games than that. And, uh, you know, with all the transfers and everything, I mean, not having a consistent quarterback from year to year is always, it's, it's never a good sign, you know. I think if um, if we get someone in here eventually that is like, hey, we know who the starter is next year, which we haven't for you know the last couple. Well, I guess no, this one. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though. Um, we'll be fine. All right, last one, Moo. Last one from Danny Ocean. Who'd be better at containing a mobile quarterback, our defense or stadium security? Hmm. Woof. <laughs> a very very topical question. Um little jab there, Danny. Yeah. At everyone. Um hey, I think our defense did a overall pretty great job of stopping Cunningham. I mean, you know, he obviously put up the numbers, but that's also cuz he's their main passing and obviously rushing threat, you know. But stadium security, man, they were on it. it obviously, I'm sure everyone heard 
I got uh, kicked out of the game. Um, I guess I'll address that real quick. I did nothing different than I have in, you know, since I started being a season ticket holder and, and coming back to UCF for games. I get very into it. I'm sure you guys all know. I I run, you know, from section to section. I, I try and hype up the crowd. It's nothing out of the ordinary, but I'm in the new I'm in a new section for, you know, the first time uh, I've been in 134 from I think 2014 to last season and I always did that there and yeah, they always asked me to sit and I never listened, but getting kicked out was never like a possibility. And yes, I was asked to sit and yes, I ignored it per usual and they never told me I was going to get kicked out if I didn't listen. I would have gladly taken my seat. Um, but that's what happened, you know, just a kind of a misunderstanding overall. And, uh, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to go back to 134. I, I don't really care that much. Uh, I kind of liked it better over there anyway. It felt like home and, uh, you know, it's nice when you, like you mentioned earlier, when you know everyone around you, you know, it's kind of nice. It's, it's a little different and I, I'm, you know, still obviously getting acquainted to stadium club. I guess I pissed some people off there. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Sorry. I can't, can't please everyone, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Not a big deal. And uh, honestly, it sounds like I didn't miss much after I got kicked out. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were a foreigner. It's like when a foreigner, you have like different customs and your culture is different. And then you're, yeah. you go into stadium club and they just weren't ready for it. Yeah, uh, whatever. I mean, and I don't know. I, I guess I rubbed some people the wrong way, but it seemed like most people were like, yeah, you were just running. I don't know. It's whatever. It's water under the bridge. I don't care. Um it is what it is. We move on, you know, stuff happens. And, uh, yeah, that that's what it is. Uh, but that being said, you know, like I mentioned before, we're still undefeated in the conference and maybe a night, not even spinning it way to say that is we can still win the conference. And as much as last week sucked, we need to put it behind us and really come out and support this team for the rest of the season. You know, this can be a big year still. Uh, there's a lot of good teams in the conference, and I think we can be one of them. So, you know, what? as a fan, as a team, let's just all forget last week. Louisville didn't even happen because it didn't even matter. So that's uh, that's kind of all I got to say. Isn't that what we said last year? Don't. And it was true if we <laughs> ended up being a successful season. So, hey. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a great example. Just wanted to say uh, – We'll see everybody over in Boca. I will not be able to attend because I'm never going to that stadium again. Uh, but I will be watching. I will be watching on TV. And uh, yeah, good luck to the Knights. Uh, safe travels for everyone heading down south uh, for the game. Pack the stadium, man. I'm telling you, there's a ton of South Florida UCF fans. Uh, they definitely showed up. South Florida if they would let him in the, sounds weird. If they would let him in the gate for the last for the last game, uh, so yeah, everybody have fun. Uh, I'm ready, ready for a win. Me too. We, we, it's it's a well timed uh, game versus a lesser opponent, but uh, I like the money line. Anything else? Um, Louisville actually traveling back home to face Florida State will be an interesting oh, matchup this we're, week. We're going to get transited propertyed. Yeah, big so big time. Between that and USF Florida, 
Uh, I think they're all night games, actually. Huh. Should be kind of interesting. Dude, all three are seven thirty kicks. Dang. Gonna need three TVs. That'll be like when uh like the one PM games for NFL are, are like starting to end and it's just like mayhem. Yeah. I'll be lucky much. if I catch one of these. <laughs> Day two, seven thirty PM in New Orleans. I, I think we're golfing in the morning and then I don't know after that. It is on ESPN something, right? No? Uh CBS Sports Network. Oh, probably not going to be able to find that in New Orleans, but whatever. Yeah, check Xfinity. There's like you an do, app or something, Paramount? Yeah. I, I would say check Xfinity to, now to make sure that you have CBS Sports. Well, I don't have Xfinity, um, so. Whatever. Yeah. Spectrum, anything. I know. Because exa- you might I, have to buy, like, the extra sports package. Just check now. I remember the last time we had one on CBS Sports. I legit, it was not like a package offered that I could buy, and I couldn't buy a subscription. But um, I, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to wait till like seven o'clock and then start complaining on Twitter, like, "Oh, I can't get the games. Anyone going to log in?" And uh, end up illegally streaming it. So whatever. But yeah, I should probably get ahead of that. Um, we play each other in fantasy this week. Both zero and one. That's uh. We have good teams, though. I, I'm second, number two overall in points, son. Okay, just, you had a good week. I had a good team. I have a good team. Uh, gotta put my waivers in. Did not. You like can't do anything if you're zero and two, right? You're like done, right? No, I think I made the playoffs. One, dude, six teams make playoffs. You just gotta be like seven and six. Or oh yeah, I voted against that. Definitely for it now. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> All flip flop and moo. What are the uh here, let's look at the projections here. Are you team desperation? Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Projected one seventeen, I'm one nineteen. Um Ooh. Ooh, dang, your receivers are good. I have three top tens. But I have no running backs. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. That's how I've done it all always, and it seemed to work. It works some years, and some years it doesn't. But I've won twice, so it's more than most. Melvin Gordon. Oh no. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. Robbie they were talking Ander- him up today. Dang, you got Robbie Anderson on the bench. Oh, you're gonna have to. Oh yeah, your lineup's like not even set, so you'll probably be projected ahead of me. Um. Yeah, my lineup's set. What are you trying to say? You're not playing Robbie Anderson. Over Singletary? Over Mike Williams? Dude, they had a thing that said, like, Mike Williams has only had four or less targets in two games in his career. This was one of them. Okay, bud. If you want to stick with that. They just paid him, like, 120-something mil. Uh, yeah, sure, man. Whatever you... Yeah. No, you're right. You're totally right, dude. Keep keep him in. There's some article. Definitely good. F- head... F- Freaking two points. You can't week, possibly dude. think Robbie Anderson over Mike. He can't. Okay, Mike Williams is boom bust. He did never had two busts in a row. I mean, that's just like oh, Keenan UC, Allen. UCF's out. never lost against the spread when I picked them. Like everything's a rule until it's broken. You're and Chris right. Olave is better than. Dang, you do have a lot of good receivers. As always, my friend. Yeah. Three receiver league, which I end up having to trade one for a running back. No (laughs) running backs left. Yeah, I don't know. Um, All right, let's wrap this up. You got anything else to add? No, that's it. Cool. Disgusted with this loss, but we'll get over it. Yeah, like I said, doesn't matter. Undefeated in the conference. All right, 
Thank you guys as always. Please subscribe, rate, and review. It takes two seconds. If you're subscribed, unsubscribe and resubscribe. I think that helps us a little bit. But uh, we will talk to you guys next week, hopefully after this big FAUM. You guys all have a safe trip over to the game. Hit up the Hard Rock. If you're over there, we were just there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Go Knights. Charge on. Domination. Domination.